Good afternoon, everyone. I am very excited to be here and to talk about the disruption of banks. There we go. Okay. Perfect. So over the last few years, there, several industries have been disrupted completely. And there were um, some fundamental shifts in user behavior, actually, with an underlying observation that I would like to share with you. I've picked three examples. So if you look at the hotel industry, for instance, or the accommodation industry in general, Airbnb by now is the largest um, accommodation provider worldwide, and Airbnb owns no real estate. If you look at Facebook, for instance, in the media business, in the content business, they are the most popular media owner, but Facebook creates no content. And if you look at the taxi industry, Uber is disrupting the industry massively, but they own no vehicles. So something's going on here. And um, what is interesting is that the traditional players have not played a significant role in disrupting industries like these. So what have they actually been doing? The answer is nothing. They've been ignoring the trends, and when, they were, when it was too late to ignore the trends, they were holding on to their overdue business models. Um, you can see here, for instance, um, a lot of protests against Uber. Um, and so instead of actually putting the customer first, instead of focusing on user experience, um, they got the bill here because you cannot stop the customer. So there were all these protests going on, and you can see immediately on Twitter some examples here. People are like, all right, I was trying to get a cab, but they were too busy protesting, so I just got an Uber. And then 850% increase in signups for Uber. So I think this speaks, uh, speaks, quite some, speaks quite some volume, actually. But what I'm actually here to talk about is how, how does this look like in banking? Yeah? What about banking? This is today's picture of banking. Yeah? It's driven by branches. It's driven by low technology. But the problem is no one actually is going to branches anymore. Yeah, you can see on the one hand, branches are being closed down. You can see trends that uh, support that a lot less people are actually going to bra branches. And when they go to branches, they have a lot less personal interaction. Why is this? because they're using terminals uh, at the branch. And so my question to you is, is banking of today actually banking of yesterday, taking into consideration that every single one of you has a, uh, a bank branch in their pockets? I'm talking about smartphone. Can't pull it out here because otherwise I'll drop the microphone again. Um, but you know what I mean. So we have, we have seen a massive increase in the power of smartphones. And um, my question is, if you can put a bank in your pocket today, if you can, um, if you can do banking completely on mobile, what are, the, what are the traditional banks doing? That's their perception of mobile banking. Just kidding. Um, but the reality is not much better. Yeah? This is innovation by, um, by traditional players. And this here, actually, on the right, is an example of the most successful direct bank in Germany. So it's not like this is just some little random bank. It's actually considered the most successful direct bank. Um, so people ask us quite a lot at number 26, 
why do um, traditional banks have such a hard time understanding mobile? And I think the answer is best described on this image. Yeah, because I, I think it's just not their world. They, 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 just, they just don't understand the power of smartphones. They don't understand the possibilities that we have these days, that Airbnb and, and Spotify and Uber, that these companies set. So now I want to talk a little bit more about why now is the time um, for fintechs, why now is the time to disrupt banks. And uh, there, are a lot of, um, there are a lot of concepts actually coming together, but I want to focus on three. And the first one is brand. I think we've talked a lot about brands today, um, and I think we've talked a lot about how traditional banks are suffering, their, their brands are suffering, especially since the global financial crisis. Uh, I think no one of you um, has a really passion for, for the brand of their, of, of, of their bank. They, they just cannot compete with the brands like Google, Apple, or Facebook. And so this actually has two, this triggers, this triggers a downward spiral on, on two different levels. And this is very interesting also for, for me working in a startup. Because on the one hand, if you, have a if you have a brand that's not admired, if you don't have a strong brand, you're not able to attract talent. You're not able to hire great people. Um, and if you once were a good brand and if you once had great people, you'll probably lose them if your brand declines. And the consequence of this is that if you don't have great people, the people who you have in your company, they build your company. So if you don't have any great people, you can't, you can't build a great product. And if you don't have a great product, you don't have a great brand, and then you can't convince customers. So I think you have two, two perspectives. On the one hand, you have the, the employee perspective, the talent perspective, and on the other hand, really with the customers. Um, and this is a downward spiral. The second aspect, why banks are being disrupted right now. Oh, sorry, I missed, I missed this one. Very, very good quote here. Um, to underline the um, uh, to underline the perception of of the bank brands. Actually, if you ask people in Generation Y, people who grew up with a smartphone, seven out of ten people actually say, "I'd rather go to the dentist than going to my bank." And I think that's kind of shocking. And and the second part that they say is that their banks are like toothpaste. What does this mean? It's like a commodity. They can't really tell the difference which bank is better, why should I go here, why should I go there. It's just like toothpaste. So these two, two things uh, on the brand topic. Second point, what, which I already touched upon, if you cannot build a great product, then you will not improve your brand. And if you don't recognize the trends um, of, and the possibilities of digitalization, then you will also not recover uh, from, from, um, from this downward spiral. And I think the third part, and I think this is very interesting as well, is that banks really have a structural problem. Yeah, if you look at the largest bank in the world, bank in China here, they have, um, actually the numbers here screwed up, but what it should show is that it's uh, the five, uh, 500 million customers and uh, 900 thousands or roughly a million employees. So you have a ratio of one to 500 um, between customers and employees. So 
Imagine having 900,000 employees. These are like massive structures, very hard to, to be innovative. And then if you look at, if you look at Facebook, for instance, they have 1.5 billion, uh, customers and 10,000 employees. So Facebook was really able to scale globally to really have, um, 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 to really have efficient structures. And if you put this all together, if you can, banks have an inherent problem. I think we can agree on this by now. Because they, they're not able to build a great brand, because they're not able to have a, a great product, and then they're hanging on to their old um, branches and structures, um, because they can't just, you know, uh, set 900,000 people on the street. So these three trends have ushered in a new era, and this is the fintech era. And fintechs, um, fintechs, they start, they start without a legacy. And they can really build on something new. They can put the user first, really look at, uh, look at, at the needs of the customer, and then build sort of backwards from there. And investors have really also uh, understood this, and I think we can all agree um, that fintech is, is really a hype market right now. And, and these numbers here are really impressive to me. So really, Seeing that, you know, it, it takes longer to build a fintech product than it takes to put like an e-commerce store online. It needs more commitment. It needs more, more funding. And so it's taken some time until investors were patient enough to sort of um, bear with the startups that, that want to launch a fintech product. But we have great examples uh, here with TransferWise or Lending Club, um, very high-valued companies that, that really put the user first and that have um, made, made an impact. So what role do we play? What role does number 26 play in disrupting banking? And I think it's just what I said before. If you start with the user experience and then work backwards, then uh, you can really, really have a significant impact. So what does number 26 do? Number 26 is Europe's most modern bank account. But I don't really want to focus on, on number 26 so much. It's more about banking as it should be. So we, we looked at every customer interaction in the, in the whole retail banking space, and we challenged every annoying part there is. We really were like, does this really have to be like this? So when you want to open a bank account, we were like, do you really need paperwork? And the answer was no. So we, we partnered with a, with a video verification provider who can um, fully verify your identity in a video conference on your smartphone, and you can completely open up your bank account in eight minutes, whenever you want to, on your mobile phone. Second, sending money, transferring money to your friends. Yeah, we will, Do you really have to enter the IBAN and the BIC and all these complicated numbers? We said no. You can just go through your contacts and send money via text message or via email with a couple of clicks. Is there no easier way to keep track of your finances, to stay on top of your spending, to understand where your money is going? Again, we, like, we, we said, yes, there is a better way. Um, with our account, you get a MasterCard. And um, every time you use your MasterCard, we can categorize automatically what you spend your money on. And then we put up some statistics for you so that you can understand where your money is going. If you come home after a long, long night out and you can't find your wallet anymore, can't find your credit card, 
do you really have to call your bank and, and, and block your card and, and get a new one shipped a couple of days later? Again, we said no. You just go into the app and you block your card with one click. And if you wake up in the morning again, find your card again, you can unblock block it again. And finally, Germany is still a very cash-driven culture, and I think we'll have some interesting conversation about this later. We launched a feature a couple of weeks ago where you can withdraw and deposit money at thousands of shops and supermarkets uh, Germany-wide. So again, personal interaction in the, in the branches has declined. It has declined how often people go to the branches. And the only reason we think that people go to a branch is to withdraw or deposit cash. And so we solved this problem um, and partnered with a, with a different startup that, that has all these merchants attached to them. And by generating a barcode in your, in your app, you can actually deposit or withdraw cash at any supermarket in Germany. And I think really by putting the user first and focusing on user experience, we've been able to, um, we've been able to, to really stir up the market. I'm pretty sure most of you have heard, of, uh, heard, heard about us. And also, um, this was supported by Peter Thiel investing uh, uh, in us in, in April. And, and the customers, you know, they give us rights. So we've generated roughly over 70,000 users in the first nine months. We launched end of January. But that's the status quo. Maybe a couple of words about where we want to go. Yeah? Number 26 has the vision to become the first major fintech hub. So there's been an unbundling of these financial services, like the traditional banks, to offer you all the services you needed. Then fintechs came up offering niche products. You had fintechs offering, you know, TransferWise doing international payments, Vamo doing, uh, if you want to, you know, do some, do some uh, investments or peer-to-peer -peer lending and all these things. And so there's no one actually, no fintech player really in the current account market. No one being your salary account, for instance. And so that's what, what we want to do. And going from there, we want to partner with a lot of fintechs who you know, provide a great user experience, great transparent pricing, and build a platform where everyone can, you know, where, where we are your primary financial partner for all financial, uh, all financial terms, and we can offer you the best product at the best price. And last but not least, there is no more need, in our opinion, due to, uh, due to SEPA regulations and due to um, the European market really coming together for this um, very regional market right now. You know, banking is very regional at the moment. So if I moved from Austria to Germany, I had to switch my bank account. If I now come to Italy, I would have to open up a new bank account. But why is this? We, we think it's really not necessary anymore, and we want to build the first really pan-European bank, where, um, where it doesn't matter in which country you are. We're currently available in Germany and Austria. And actually, I have a, a little surprise for you, because um, since our uh, long-term vision is to become the first truly pan-European bank, and we're currently unavail only available in Germany and Austria, we thought of something for, um, for the Frontiers Conference. We're actually starting, um, starting a, an exclusive beta phase in Italy, today. And if you want to participate, if you want to be one of our first testers in Italy, then you can send an email to this email address here, foi15-beta at number26.de, or you can come and talk to me afterwards. And um, yeah, you can be one of our first Italian customers. Um, 
So yeah, uh, that's it from my side. Um, here you can see our team bring, coming back to the point of attracting talent, attracting young people who, who think different, you know, who are not coming from a traditional bank, but coming into a fintech and, and just really creating a new banking experience for the Generation Y. So thank you very much for your attention and um, yeah, looking forward to the next conversation.